0: See
1: I'm delighted to have my regular guest back because she's regular now. She's going to come in at least <laughs> once a month. It's our lovely Mary Hammond. Mary is the editor, if you don't know, of a great magazine. It's called Community Life Magazine. It goes out all the way across Runnymede, that's north and south, and goes uh, into Brooklands and Weybridge as well. Circulation circa 33,000 of you get it through your door every month. It takes a lot of effort, so I'm surprised you've got the time to be here. <laughs> uh, before we go into it, a little, little personal note. How is the House move going because I know last time we spoke it was all a bit traumatic
0: oh gosh well I tell you we've had a little bit of a whirlwind last week just to uh, give you a brief side of the story we bought a house on the River Thames in Shepperton five years ago always with the intention of rebuild so uh, because in that area was considered plot lands and in those plot lands which were built in probably about the 1920s Um, They were holiday cabins. And so our house had, you know, through the last hundred years been built out, but still the original building was there. Um, And so recently, uh, well, I would say a year ago now, one of our neighbors passed away who has what we would consider the ideal plot. Um, It was actually uh, going through probate, and his nephew was going to be taking the house over. And um, in those couple of months, we talked very closely with the nephew. Um, It came down to uh, us, who had to sell in order to buy the plot, um, and someone else who came in with cash. And naturally, cash is king. So uh, we missed out on the opportunity. And uh, and at that time, this was, we're talking September, October, mm. you know, market rates go or the house prices coming down, mortgage rates going up, you know, a little bit of financial crisis and things like that. And so we ended up um, taking the house off the market. Uh, they started moving forward with this other buyer and um, moving on with our build. So we got to a point in January where we are looking to rent. So we actually took a place to rent in Ottershaw.
1: Because last time I saw you, that was your next move. You were going to be even more local over in Ottershaw. But yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, and in the process of moving into this house in Ottershaw. So we'd taken a couple of car loads over and... See, were that near? We we Literally,
1: you were... Moving in through the door. We were that near. We were
0: in the house. Yeah. And um, one of our neighbors called to say that the cell had fallen through on Mm. the other house on our road. So, you know, a bit of a whirlwind at that point. And I um, then decided to speak to Colin, obviously, first and uh, contacted the nephew about renting the house because obviously there was only two buyers it was a private sale he hadn't put it on the market at all so there was nobody else in line for it and he had agreed and at that point we then talked a little bit further about buying the house and um magically Colin's dad has, you know, always said, even through this whole time, that uh, it would be an ideal location for us and an ideal house. And so Colin's dad is actually going to help us purchase it. So wow. we've now agreed to purchase the house. We've moved out of the rental. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's all a bit of a whirlwind. But you know, and this all ending. happened in a week, happy so your life can at change.
1: Yeah. But stressful.
0: If, oh, you know, it was all... Making decisions on the spot for quite a lot of money, and how are you going to put it together and you, you know being able to move it forward in a very short space of time and obviously you know coming out of agreements, I mean I have to give a little bit of a shout out to Green and Perry uh, estate agents who are based in both Addleston and Byfleet, who you know is uh, obviously we're paying until they find another tenant but yeah. You know, allowing us to come out of the lease agreement and, you know, very happy that we've, you know, able to buy now the house of our dreams. And it absolutely is the house of our dreams. I feel. You know, oh, like I'm very
1: pleased for you and Colin. Congratulations. Yeah. We'll keep our fingers crossed and you'll have to update us month by month we'll as you do. come in we'll on do. the progress of the property. <laughs> uh, so amazing you've had any time to pull together a February edition of the magazine, but you've done it and it's um, now in… We're
0: in print. Yay. Okay. It's all been finalized now. So all three magazines have gone to print. So February, we're actually, again, you know, expanding on our wedding issue. So we have a, a great, great wedding planner, uh, Gabriella Coya, who's given us some more insight and in some of the things that you've got to do once you say, yes, I agree, let's get married. Uh, there's a lot of planning that's involved in that. So uh, we've got another glimpse from her along with, you know, some other local artists and things like that, that okay. I always love to highlight.
1: Uh, very interesting article on Broadwater Lake. And I've got to be honest, uh, because it said it's between Weybridge and Walton. I'm going... Really? Because I've lived around here for a long, long time. I'm thinking, where is it? And I slap my own hand uh, because having read the article, of course, it's behind the Oatlands Park Hotel. And if Mrs R is listening, she'll laugh at this because we had a picture walking down by the said lake. But I didn't realise that was called Broadwater Lake. So that's gone.
0: It was news to me also.
1: Okay. Mm. So the the point of that article really is just to raise awareness, I guess. And I think they've got this meeting. They have their own preservation society now, from what I could read.
0: That's
1: right. And their meeting is taking place on on a month after, 6th of March. Uh, And I guess like everything, it's a bit like the upkeep of the Basingstoke Canal and everyone else. They need help.
0: Absolutely. You know, and, and again, it's building awareness of, you know, what is happening in, uh, you know, on the waterways and, you know, and in different conservation areas, and the importance of keeping them fresh and keeping them stabilized. So, you know, you're not eventually getting, letting them get run down, because it's a beautiful area to walk. It's obviously right behind the Oatlands Park Hotel. So, You know, many guests will be taking a little walk around, you know, the lake and just, uh, you know, having a good view of, you know, what's around in the natural habitat.
1: And it's great that as a magazine, you can bring that to everyone's attention. I mean, that circulation of 33,000 people in the area has got to just prompt people to think about how can we help? How can we help?
0: And build awareness, like you said, you know, you didn't realize that uh, you knew the lake was there, but you didn't realize the story behind it and the need.
1: Absolutely right. Well, we wish them the best of luck with that. Will you keep? Will they come back to you again? Maybe after that meeting on sixth of March, just to update you on progress. Normally,
0: people keep in touch with me on a regular basis. So, um, another organization that um, has gotten involved with me or gotten involved with the magazines is Green Elmbridge. And uh, what you'll find on page four of the contents page is Green Elmbridge also have a another meeting about sustainability about uh y- you know being able to bring in more eco projects you know becoming more green b- both in the community but also on an individual basis so um they were in touch with me i want to say it was november but again the magazines were just going out with their article in it and they had an event at river barn uh in okay. walton right and it was hugely att- really well attended Good so, to hear. from the magazine. So, they've been in touch with me on a regular basis of all of their different events.
1: Very good. Uh, you also had in this month's edition the whirlwind that is a lady called Helen Royden. Uh, Helen, of course, for those that don't know, is at Hell's Bells Dance. I don't know if you know, Mary, we first came across um, Helen by pure chance. So, we're in the studio. It's a weekend program with Leanne and Baz. And we're sitting here and we've got our phones on and we are being buzzed like mad. And what has happened is um, Helen has come out of Cafe Nero in the high street and she's doing some form of dance routine with a coffee in her hand and it just went viral so it was it was coming into us um and we must have received about four or five copies of it so we just had to find out who this woman was for the, <laughs> for the listeners and uh, helen came in a few weeks ago and uh, of course we've also met her because she's part of road paddle rung at the elmbridge canoe club when we go down to there but um amazing That's where stuff. Her dance
0: studio is located
1: absolutely and it's oh. a lovely dance studio as well helen's got lots of events uh, if you caught the program a couple of weeks ago if you didn't by the way, it's on. The, listen again, so you can pick up the uh, the podcast version of Hell's Bells Dance. But Helen has a load going on in January and February and March and April. Uh, every Thursday she has the uh, Hell's Bells Tribers. That's the age nine group. Uh, Thursdays is the, the mini groups. Uh, Fridays is the elites who are very good, great I dancers. Yeah. Uh, but I do love the fact that she also just invites you know the let's call them the the everyday working mum along just to an event just for an hour just you know you'll learn a dance routine with her and just you can't think about anything else She said it's a bit like skiing because you just got to focus on the dance uh, it's a bit like getting down the slope you can't focus on, on anything else so we wish him um, Helen all of the best we um, all
0: need some hell's bells in our lives. oh yeah. we do
1: uh what I love about helen it's the beginning of the interview with that she is just always so bubbly and so happy she is never down that lady amazing congratulations to her uh, now, one of the articles in the magazine for February is about something close to our heart, which is uh, this year's Weybridge Festival. That's right. Uh, so, very successful event last year. Very pleased to see. I met, funny enough, one of the Weybridge uh, Business Society people, Paul Povey, uh, on Monday for a, a cup of coffee in Gox uh, to talk about this year's event. It's going to be even better, even bigger than last year. Uh, we're going to have on the Churchfield Park. We're going to have a couple of stages for sure uh, and a bigger events arena and uh, Paul's already said to me that they the, the schedule of people that want to play and be part of it whether it be theatre or musicians I mean we are literally full already uh, which is great and that's Fantastic. all on the back of last year and of course they're expanding it to not just one Saturday but a whole week of events in Weybridge which is a lovely thing to do Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got a great article on that. And now who's the lady that you've met from there?
0: So Valerie Ellis has been brought on as uh, the creative di- director for the new Weybridge uh, Art Fair. And I think what she's, uh, Valerie spent uh, about 30 years in Australia. Uh, she was born in Weybridge, but then uh, moved to Australia for a while and has now come back and is looking to really see how she could bring in some younger talent also so she's looking at street art you know and um, putting together a few uh, local artists for murals and you know different type of designs Mm. that bring in the younger side of um, art in general and their creativity
1: I'm trying to think if they ever found out who did the fake Banksy on the side of the wall here but I don't know if they ever found that out. But uh, no, there's obviously some great young artists in Weybridge. Uh, So to remind people, the event will take place, well, the week of events will take place from the 17th to the 25th of June this year. Uh, The main event in Churchfield uh, Park will be on the 24th, and it'll be starting, I guess, around one going on probably into the evening, I should think, this year. But we'll wait for confirmation of that.
0: Well, they have asked me to also put together a programme because uh, the Weybridge Society has realized a lot of people were saying, you know, they like to have something to take home. Oh, a take home. Absolutely. Yes. So we are going to look to put together uh, a quite comprehensive program of events. And, uh, you know, it's all going to be something to look
1: forward to. I'm laughing. Glad you got the time for that one, Mary. your busy. <laughs> Um, and, of course, if you want to know more, you can visit the uh, Weybridge Society website, www.weybridgesociety.org.uk, or email, because you've given an email address as well within the, uh, the article, arts at weybridgesociety.org.uk. Uh, so there'll be the art side of things. I think they're doing a literary side, and they're going to use the Sandbeer Bookshop for that, hopefully. Great. Uh, So there'd be poetry and prose. Uh, But I love the idea of involving the whole of the Weybridge community Mm -hmm. and creating a culture around Weybridge. Uh, So we wish the Weybridge Business Society the best of luck for that one. Definitely. Do we not? not?
0: And it's important. You know, people are home now. So they are looking to get involved more with what's happening locally. And I just think this is going to be an amazing event.
1: I'm sure it will be. And you're Definitely. going to be heavily involved, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then another article in the February edition of the magazine is uh, two ladies that we've got coming on the program next Wednesday. Uh, they are, of course, well, they go under the title uh, for their podcast of two women chatting. And you know both of them pretty well, don't you? Very well. Uh, so let's give them a name check if you uh, know their names. <laughs> okay. So Liz Coping is a one and Michelle Ford. And, and I I mean, I've listened to the podcast. And it's very impressive. And what's even as impressive as the ladies who are broadcasting is the list of guests. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm really intrigued to find out how they managed to pull in uh, the guests that they do. But uh, looking forward to having Michelle Ford and Liz Copping as my guests. They're going to be on the programme next Wednesday, the so 25th of January, and they'll be here after three o'clock. So do join us for that one if you can. And I believe
0: Michelle is listening at the moment, so Hello, giving Michelle. her a shout-out. Hello,
1: Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the article that they talk about in the uh, magazine this month is, is uh, the CBD oil support, which is fascinating because I know very little about that, but it's becoming more and more... Uh, you, you, I know it's a sort of... I won't say it's a celebrity thing, because but, but it is endorsed by celebrities for yes. sure, but it's got great powers... Do you know much about it? Um,
0: Well, I think that, first of all, uh, you can't really walk into a pharmacy without saying something about CBD oil. Uh, And I believe, you know, a lot of people are using it for anxiety, um, sleep, uh, you know, just different kind of calming aspects of it. And obviously it's been tested that it doesn't cause any harm to the body. But it is being used so now. As, as, a as they
1: both point out, both um, Liz and Michelle, it's not about getting high because it's not that. Type no, of it's exactly. the oil. It's which not is important. potent. It's no. not
0: a drug, you know, but, but it, it's, it's uh,
1: uh, it helps to rebalance the hormone levels. And right. again, you know, I think what the uh, ladies do really well with their podcast is to tackle a subject which we don't do enough of on Brooklyn's radio, which is the menopause. Such an important subject. Doesn't get, I mean, it's got much more within the media now, which is great because it needs to be. Uh, But I think they do a great job on that. So looking forward to talking to them. Uh, And you mentioned your wedding planner, of course, who's back in the, um, well, just ahead of uh, spring wedding season, which is great. So uh, you love working with Gabby. She looks oh, like great fun. She is
0: fantastic, <laughs> and she and and actually, if you go on to a f- a fair for a fair to remember on Instagram, some of her videos and some of the events that she's put together are amazing. She doesn't do just weddings. You know, she also does birthday events. Um, you know, all kinds of occasion parties. She does uh, focus herself on the luxury side, but, you know, she is also looking to just put on the best event that you're looking for. So she is very affordable at the same time. Brilliant. And offering a 10% discount uh, for any anybody who's all of a sudden thinking about planning their wedding. Um, you know, I definitely suggest calling Gabby.
1: Very good. Very good. And uh, in the magazine, she gives a few tips on planning your wedding and the first few steps to take when planning eight key steps and process. If you're thinking of getting married, it's got to be a great read for you, isn't it? Uh, So in the third hour of the show, uh, after three o'clock today, I've uh, got uh, Joyce Wadey coming in. Now, Joyce is the uh, head honcho. Yes, the top lady, President. El Presidente, of uh, our lovely uh, American Women uh, for Berkshire and Surrey. So looking forward to uh, talking to Joyce later on. But, of course, it was the general meeting on Monday. Now, where Correct. did that take place?
0: Um, that is at Wentworth uh, Golf Club every month. So um, what they do and, you know, as a member... All of the events going to those types of things are free. So you only pay a one-off membership fee of £80, which is very affordable. And then you have a list of programs and events uh, that you can take part in or choose not to, depending on what the situation is. But you've got a great opportunity to
1: network, meet new friends. um I was doing my research before the interview this afternoon and looking at the website and the magnitude of things – fantastic that go on yeah. it's just unbelievable i mean we think you're busy i don't know how they put 32 events per month yes on average and you think that and across a whole spectrum of stuff that you could really enjoy uh, which is great so we're uh, looking forward to talking to joyce later on uh but i had a special guest uh, i think did. on monday who you uh took a shine to so i tell very us about much that.
0: did so um alexandra shulman who is the former editor of Uh, Vogue UK was the guest speaker and um, she went through her history which she spent uh, 25 years at Vogue. Uh, Her parents were both journalists so I think um, she realized that she didn't really have any other choice but to go into journalism and she started her her career with GQ and uh, then moved over to Vogue in 1980s sometime around there and she's actually produced a book uh, that I'm finding very interesting it's definitely a page turner about fashion you know if you think back with Vogue they could make or break a designer you know they were very much an influencer and that magazine was um, you know was sold out from the you know from the um, magazine rack very very early on they were a um throughout the world really you know a provider of where the t- styles are going where the trends are going uh what to wear you know things like that and uh it was very interesting talking to her because she was also saying one of her most um admired you know i want to use the word admired uh that uh, designers that she met was actually victoria beckham and she said yeah and she said you know because nobody thought that victoria could do it Mm. um you know she just thought you know good on you for giving this a go and uh and she thought you know that a lot of Victoria's styles were very trendy very in in style you know and uh has done very well and you know still after all of that time of 25 years in vogue that's the name that she comes up with, you know, as somebody who really touched her during her time, you know, as editor. And she was also, you know, naturally, I asked her about community magazines. and You couldn't uh, resist, uh, no, could you? No, I couldn't resist. <laughs> and she was really supportive, you know, and she said, you know, everybody wants to know what is happening, you know, and some way, uh, you know, you're looking what's going on and having something that you can just refer back to put on the coffee table. I say everything
1: nowadays has to be of ease and it can't be easier because it? it comes through the letterbox. It is free. You can put it on your coffee table. You can pick it up whenever you just feel a you know, little, little, little read of this, a little glance of that. Yeah. Um, and just, you so know, that's to refer back survives, to. Actually, and you think about, you know, the digital revolution came in some time ago now, and we have seen the demise of many local papers, but I think to get the right, just the right blend and the right mix of a great community magazine is key.
0: Yes. And I also think that, um, you know, I am there to provide information and I am there to build awareness. You know, uh, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I also have aspirations. Do I, you know, where do I go with it? And, you know, to be honest with you, I'm happy where I'm at, you know, and I'm now getting people coming to me on a regular basis, you know, and I know I'm providing a good service because I get people calling me up all the time of how much they enjoy it. I had a new advertiser come in recently, Long Acres Garden Centre, um, and uh, he has a friend in Weybridge. So when he was, because he lives in Walton, actually, the uh, the person who runs the marketing there. And uh, he called up his friend in Weybridge and she said, yes, I, r- I love it. I read it every month. So that was always nice to hear. And I had another advertiser who was working at a house in Brooklyn's, and uh, had mentioned to him when he was coming in that, oh, I saw you were in the magazine this month. So uh, so he's continuing to advertise. So You can look out for Dream Doors in February.
1: Look at these plugs. She gets <laughs> in very quickly on the radio. Uh, so the February edition, uh, one more time, is uh, on the doorsteps from the end of this month, the Correct. end of uh, January. Looking forward to that. There's also articles, of course, on Living Well in there. Uh, you've got You're ahead of me here. I can't get to these sorts of green juice drink recipe. And also uh, oatmeal cakes. I think it's oatmeal cakes or oat cakes. Well, guess what there is in January or in February. Pancake Day. Pancake Day is coming. Uh, We'll be out and about on Pancake Day as well. We're at uh, Woking for Pancake Day uh, and we're at the Pancake Race, which will be good. So looking forward to that one. Uh, Mary, if people want to get hold of you, let's uh, give you a quick uh, check out. How do people contact Mary Hammond for articles in the magazine?
0: The best way is through email mary.hammond at community-life.co.uk.
1: Thank you for coming in again today. Good luck with the February edition, and uh, we'll certainly see you, if not before, in a month's time for the March one. Keep up the good work, Mary. Brooklyn's
0: Radio.